0: Generals, as usual, this podcast is brought to you by Shirt Caviar. Visit shirtcaviar.com today and pick up that exclusive 1 Gram Army t-shirt and check out other t-shirt designs so sick you won't be able to help but shirt yourself. Also, you can support this podcast directly by visiting patreoncom one Army. Patrons receive access to exclusive content and a shout out on each and every episode of this podcast for the life of their subscription. And now, on to the show.
1: Welcome. Welcome. One, 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 welcome to the One Gram Army podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to my daddy's stupid podcast, and remember, his head is full of doo-doo, so don't listen to anything he says. Generals, <clears throat> welcome to the One Graham Army podcast. I am Graham, and that's the name of the podcast. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I'm not tired of saying that because I still mean it. I hope you are all doing very well, or at least as well as possible. Um, You know, there's a part of me, I I don't know if you listened last week, but there's definitely a part of me that wants to somehow make the intro of the podcast instead of me talking it just being this.
1: My name is Big Dick Daddy.
0: I'm from Cincinnati. I that I had that video. I don't know why it tickled me so much. I guess because he had like a very positive, you know, you know, message about racial equality and about how tired America was of these things. It just had the most interesting way of putting it. I would like to have some pussy. <laughs> so if you missed last week, definitely go back and check it out because that video is worth it. And if I ever saw that guy in public,
1: I want to shake
0: hand is what I would say. Um, all right, so that, that's enough of that. Um, so this week, my interview, my guest is Jay Diane. I discovered her. If you're a psycho like me, and you enjoy the George Perez Stories podcast, which is great. And if you're listening to this podcast, you may very well enjoy that one. But I heard her on that podcast initially, started to follow her on her socials, found her to be so interesting, and then this the demonstrations started, and She participated. She had a sign that she made that went somewhat viral that you'll probably see in the show notes of this or on the YouTube video. And she also has her own podcast called the Stop Resisting Podcast, which is where you can go for the in-depth story of that sign. But we talked about uh, everything you're going to hear us talk about. I hate when podcasts podcasters do that in the intro that was one of the things I hated most about being in the military was you would have to sit through a briefing and it was always like we're gonna tell you what we're gonna we're gonna show you what we're gonna tell you we're gonna tell you and then we're gonna tell you what we told you you guys don't need that just listen to the interview um, but anyway it was it was a great interview uh, it took a, it took kind of a while to put together just because of conflicting schedules and the time difference between here in LA and blah 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 but I'm really appreciated for coming on Long time listeners know if you come on this podcast you are risking a considerable amount of credibility in the public eye. So I can't I can't say thank you enough. It was a great interview. We'll probably have her back and I will be back next week with more absurdity. Less less current events, more fart jokes. I've got some real hilarious videos ready to go. Don't know if I'm going to have a guest. Don't know if I'm going to Zoom it. Who knows what's going on? I take it day by day. And a couple days ago, I spoke to Jay Diane, and it went swimmingly, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Uh, Uh, All right. And through the magic of editing, we're at the interview portion. Um, Joining me, I guess, should we just call you Jay Diane? Is that
1: that's perfectly fine.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. And um, you call me
1: Jay. You call me Jay. You call me Jay Diane. It doesn't matter. I'll
0: never call you late for dinner. Your Instagram feed makes me hungry every day.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I just don't really like eating out. That's my thing. Uh, I'd rather just cook at home so I know how my food is prepared. But um, I usually, yeah, I kind of go all out, I guess. Yeah,
0: crab legs and every 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 time I flip through your story, you're eating something banging, and that was that was definitely the case for me. Even even before the pandemic, I cooked a lot at home. Um,
1: yeah, I like seafood. So I mean, people are always like, oh my gosh, like you know, you're always like eating like crab legs and shrimp, and they think that it's expensive. But I'm just like, I mean, I don't know what your budget is, but I mean, if you you know know how to shop and go to the right places it's actually way cheaper to cook at home than it is to go out you know people always assuming all this shit like oh it's expensive oh my god it's really not you do it right yeah it's
0: expensive if you if you go to the restaurant and pay the markup and all that you know it's that's that's probably what they're thinking about but yeah and even eating a lot of seafood is pretty much comparable to like buying chicken and steak and all that it's about the same kind of yeah. a wash. For me
1: it's all, it's all the prep it's all the prep work and the cleaning that's a bitch, yeah. you know, not the whole like buying the shit and cooking it, but prepping and cooking is a fucking pain in the ass, but I mean, yeah, like you said with the pandemic and shit going on. I don't know about how it is over there, but over here, I mean, a lot of shit is still closed, so we still got a lot of time on our hands. Myself like we just closed our bar down again. Yeah. So, I'm just you know, chilling, sitting at home, trying to stay safe, trying to stay healthy, yeah, trying s- to stay
0: sane. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's a big part of it. I have been working from home and have been in my house since like the second week of March. I mean, I have, you know, I have a big backyard and I, you know, I'd like can walk around my neighborhood and stuff, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've been more than like five miles from my house, even just driving around in like four months. I was calling I woke up this morning and just kind of told myself like, "This is day one hundred and whatever of the world's longest pajama party." I pu- I've put on <laughs> jeans. I've put on jeans and a belt once, like two months ago, just to entertain myself. Like I put on some nice shoes and just walked around the That's house. That's
1: literally what it feels like as a pajama party. I've just been like, I mean, so like my roommate, she she's been going to work every day. And she's just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go do laundry. Like, you want to go do laundry and stuff? And I'm just like, dude, I haven't even... I've been walking around the house butt naked while you've been gone, like, every day. I don't I don't have anything to wash, to be honest with you. Like, you know, it's just... Yeah, it's just so weird, man.
0: Yeah, my daughter being here has been the only thing preventing me from just becoming fully feral. You know, like an alley cat.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've just been... I've been home. I mean... I'm not gonna lie. Like I haven't been, you know, old staying home. I I do go and like visit friends and family and stuff like that too. Okay. But um, you know what I mean? Because I'm just like I'm not I'm not really tripping. Like I'm gonna continue to live my life. You know what I mean? It fucking gets me and gets me. But I mean I know like a lot of people who have already you know tested positive and whatnot. And um, you know they're they're just chilling too. They're just at home chilling. And, um, you know, from like what I read before, um, like right when the pandemic started is the CDC is predicting like, you know, more than half a population that's probably going to get like some wind of it. Yeah. But, but a lot of people with the media, you know, they are spinning it around and they're making it seem like, you know, you get it, you're going to die. But it's yeah. that's actually not the case. For, well, you know, not everybody, most, most people. The people,
0: yeah. Well, for me, right. for me, I've had to more aggressively quarantine because, like, it's just me and my daughter, and then her grandparents, like, her mom's parents are kind of like the only other people that like help me out with her. So it's like mm-hmm. super important for us to not let it get in here because it would be a horrible disaster. Yeah, if she see, wants to see, go that, see them. Yeah, that's another you know? case. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's another case because, like, for me, you know, I just have my grandfather lives in Arizona and then my other grandparents live on the other side of the country so I'm most likely not really going to see them like I don't really have any contact with any elderly people or any you know young young children or anything like that it's just you know me and my roommate and you know maybe like my mom and a couple friends but Other than that, it's just like, yeah, I mean, I can totally understand people who come in contact with, you know, elderly folks or people that have underlying health conditions should definitely take, you know, more of a precaution for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, and especially here in Georgia, it's because, you know, obviously you guys in L.A. have a lot of cases. Actually, uh, Tony, who used to co-host this podcast with me, uh, moved to L.A. in January. And then the entire world ended. So I've been talking to him a lot,
1: right. But, but <laughs> those little fucked up times. yeah, can come down here. It was,
0: yeah, oh, no, oh, and he we, we, I, you know, I was so excited for him, and we were excited. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna come out there. You know, we make some moves and then like instantly the entire world collapsed around him. And then it was, you know, and then the demonstrations and, you know, the virus is back and like the cases are mounting. It's about the same thing here in Georgia as far as cases are concerned, like how fast it's growing. But everything's open.
1: See, See, that's the thing is like, I feel like California is getting the shitty end of it because I've talked to my friends and like, You know, I think one of my friends, like upstate New York, he was like, dude, everything's open. The bars are open, like shit like that. I'm just like talking to everybody else in other states. And they're saying that, like, they're not really on lockdown, like the way we are over here in L.A. And I'm just like, that's fucked up. (laughs) Like, It's crazy. I mean, because I know we have like, I think it's like 20 million people like in the county of like Los Angeles alone. Yeah. And which is obviously a shitload of people but I mean, I'm on the cusp. I'm like right on the edge of Orange County and LA County. So I live in LA County and then I work in Orange County. So, I mean, those are, you know, obviously two different counties that are being governed and they have been having, you know, different regulations, which is weird, you know, because I live in one and then I work in another. So there was a point in time where los angeles bars were like all closed down and they even had a curfew because of the protests and stuff that were going on so los angeles had like you know eight o'clock curfew like (laughs) six o'clock p.m curfew like it was crazy yeah And, and they were just doing it like daily like by the day like everyone's getting like that amber alert thing on their phone and it's like you know la county uh, immediate lockdown 6 p.m. tonight you know blah 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 and I'm like what the fuck but you could drive, a, like, but you could drive across the street like and that. get a
0: beer and right. a burger
1: right <laughs> right but I can go but I'm like well I'm going to work so then like you know I'm telling my friends like you know I'm here at the bar you guys want to shoot through and they're just like what the fuck no way dude there's a there's a lockdown there's a, a curfew you know 6 p.m. didn't you hear and I'm like dude i'm in orange county i'm like i work over here like and it's literally 20 minutes away from where we live but because we like live in orange county everyone's losing their fucking minds and i'm just like oh my god yeah you know i think it's it's fucking everything up
0: yeah i think out well that is largely the reason why we're as a country are having a larger problem with the pandemic than a lot of places it's because there's no there's no centralized plan. There's not like one unified effort to do any because that's how it is here. There's a town. Right. There's a, a town. You know, I could walk to from here where they have a mask mandate and we don't. And I'm like, well, you know, what's the point of that? And if you're just if you're gonna just like do this weird game of deadly whack-a-mole, and I think that's <laughs> I think that's been largely the problem with the pandemic response. But um, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, nobody is an expert in our lifetime, right. obviously. You know, I, I went to a, a bar, um, my friend and I, and there was like this 80 year old man sitting next to us having a beer. And he was just looking at us and started talking to me. I was like, you know what? Never in my lifetime have I seen such bullshit. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I can't believe what the fuck is going on in the world. And I was like, sir, aren't you a little concerned for your health? I mean, because right. he's telling us, you know, he's like, I'm 80 years old and we're in like this, you know, like dive bar. And um, and he's just like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a damn. <laughs> he's like, if that's how I'm gonna go out, that's how I'm gonna go out. And he's like, but he's like, this is he's like, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> Al- <is> alcoholism
0: <laughs> often like, yeah. trumps safety, but yeah. And but he also he's <laughs> eighty years old. You know, like tell him what he can do and what he can't do. He's had a good run. You he- know right right
1: but you know but like he was saying you know no like no one in in this lifetime has seen anything like this to this extent you know so it's like nobody is an expert the quote-unquote experts are winging it and so we're winging it you know so i mean it is what it is what are you gonna do you know i i respect everybody's decision what they want to do if they want to go out and fuck around go out and fuck around you want to stay in your you know, locked up in your bedroom for three months, four months. Then I respect that too. You know yeah. what I'm saying. So I do see you wearing that you know. mask
0: in public, though. I, I will commend you on that. I think that that being in large groups outside. That's pretty much all we got right now. But again, here though. You know, you see it more like because, you know, I'm from Chicago originally. Like most of my family's still there. Pretty much everybody there's, you know, just being polite and wearing a mask when they go to public. I drove around here the other day. I didn't see one. Mm-hmm. And then, wow. you know, and that's why the hospital is filling up at an alarming rate here. Yeah. And that's, see, that's my thing too, though, really, with the whole thing that's been frustrating about it is like this should have been over by now. But people in at, at at a large scale, people in this country are super dumb and selfish and they're you know, they're they're going out and getting it and then like going and seeing their grandparents and going and seeing their kids. Yeah. And like you know what I mean? Like yeah. exposing themselves. Yeah, no, to I definitely yeah. Like danger. my roommate
1: had told me Yeah, my roommate had told me that. Like she knows a couple people and they're 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 like the same group of people, like these three people she talks to. And um, she's like they all tested positive at the same time. So I guess they got sick at the same time, but they're all still like going out, Wow, and, you know, having drinks and like, yeah, just like kicking it all together they' because they're I guess they just figured like, oh, we all tested positive, so it's all good. like you know, we could still hang out together, which is like, what the fuck? like wow, no, that's that's not how it works. And you guys should definitely like. Go not home. me fucking going out in public. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the, so, like, I totally get you because there are people that are out here fucking doing that shit, dude. And yeah, it's regardless. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah it's it's pretty crazy yeah. uh, so I feel like I should
0: offer listeners a little bit of a background um, on how I found you and also again, I did want to thank you we finally put this together uh, there was many miscommunications and then I and I I want you to know too that like there's <laughs> no i I absolutely no hard feelings at all. I wanted to mention this too though because uh, we talked about it earlier with the bars reopening and people like you and then Adam who uh, co-hosted this podcast for a little while when Tony moved, he works in a bar and I was so torn because the government failed so miserably at protecting people in your line of work's income, you know, by like, yeah. hey, you got to stay home. And here's, you know, more than twelve hundred dollars. What the fuck is twelve hundred dollars? Especially where man. you live.
1: It's crazy. You know, and yeah, I was and so torn. I didn't torn. even get no fucking 12. I didn't even get that. Oh, wow. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was pretty fucked up. Like, and I'm just torn you know, between, anything.
0: you know, people like y'all's safety And then also obviously empathetic of your need to make a living. I think that's kind of been one of the weird narratives of the pandemic is people talk about quarantining and lockdown as if everyone has the same story when it's been completely different for everybody.
1: Right. Exactly. And I've definitely mentioned that to like several people like, you know, bashing everyone like I can't believe you guys are going to bars during this time. And I'm just like, bitch. I need to go to fucking work. Like right. I gotta pay my bills. And a lot of the people that I'm seeing, I, I know these people like personally somewhat. And I'm just like, okay, like I know you live with your folks, you have like limited financial responsibilities and you know, so you're coming from like a different perspective yeah, than mine.
0: Exactly. Like
1: it's easy for you to fucking sit your fucking mom's couch and be tweeting this bullshit and mm-hmm. just start slandering people because they're yeah. not, they don't have the luxury of staying home like you. Like, people are saying, like, like because they're going out, that they're selfish. But no, it, it's not all just that. No, like some people, people have like to work. Is, yeah, I work. I, that's the industry I work in. And if I don't go to work, then I can't fucking, you know, put the fucking roof over my head. Like, you know, so the situation is different for everybody. And I feel like people need to, you know, open their eyes up Stop being one-minded and you know realize that it's it's just there's everybody's just handling in a different way because everybody has different situations. Yeah, get mad, and get mad at, at your elected
0: of officials, not people like you who have to go to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? If right, if they exactly. would have paid you to stay home and enacted testing and tracing like every other civilized country in the world did, we'd already be over this. But I, it's so ridiculous for people to get upset at the people who work at these places for opening their bar or even encouraging people to come in because they literally have to expose themselves to the virus in order to feed themselves
1: exactly and you know and and in the beginning our governor here in california was just like you know they're gonna do like this um you know rental assistance uh, mortgage assistance like you know that they're gonna be helping everybody out but it it didn't come that easy it wasn't that easy like you know, you have to apply, I know, for, like, some people that were trying to, like, deflect their, like, um their car notes, their car payments, stuff like that, and, um, you know, to apply for unemployment. Like, I am, I didn't apply for unemployment because they shut us down mid-March. Right. And they said in the beginning, okay, it's only going to be till the end of the month. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, what's two weeks? I don't need to fucking apply for unemployment yeah, jump through if I'm all just going to be out of work for two weeks. And then those two weeks ended up being like another three more weeks to a month. And then I was just like, okay, after like two months passed, I was just like, I guess I got to apply now. And then I applied and it was just a fucking shit show. Like they had you jumping through all these hoops. Everyone's losing their jobs or you know, getting laid off or temporary furlough, whatever the fuck. And so everybody's just scrambling, um, applying for unemployment. And, you know, it was a complete shit show. I didn't get any stimulus check. I didn't receive unemployment. Um, So it was just it was just fucking crazy. I just couldn't wait to get the fuck out of the house, go back to work and make money. You know what I mean? I and I know a lot of people who are just like, oh, like they don't even give a shit because they're just going to sit there and collect but I'm just like I just can't sit home and just collect money. Like yeah. I have to be out, like well, doing something. In Georgia, if, the,
0: if Georgia, if you lost your job and then, at, but it's open after the reopening, you don't get Nathan
1: yeah like so you don't you don't get to make
0: the to make the choice um yeah i'm sorry i'm circling back around here the uh but so i did want to tell listeners now that we're halfway through the interview (laughs) how i found you um so you were (laughs) on the george perez podcast and i don't you don't necessarily need to get into the ins and outs of how you know george and uh your guys shared uh industrial past but um i'm such a huge fan of that podcast um I found George Perez from listening to uh I think it was the church. But that podcast is oh, okay. bonkers. It has to be insane over there because it <laughs> sounds like it. Those guys I are mean... like the cheech and chong of
1: cocaine. It is uh, sounds yeah. crazy yeah. over there. That podcast is yeah, out they of party. control. <laughs> yeah, George and them, man, they, they party it. They party it up, man. George, he's a cool cat. Yeah, we worked together, um, you know, in the strip club industry. I was a a waitress and um, he was a, he's a DJ there. He's still right there. And um, yeah, it's funny because when we were working together, I never knew he was a comedian. Like I had no idea he had a podcast or anything like that. He was just, you know, my coworker and he would always make me laugh. Like he was just always making me fucking laugh all the time. And then, so one day, he was uh, telling our, our boss, like, you know, yeah, I have a show this weekend, da, da, da. And I'm just like, what show? Like, what are you talking about? And, you know, and the boss was like, well, you don't know? He's, he's, a, he's a fucking stand-up comedian. And I was like, nuh-uh. Well, yeah, well, that's <laughs> crazy. Like, yeah, you didn't he's pretty even know. Good. He's pretty good, too. And I was like, okay. And then, like, yeah. And then I ended up going seeing this guy, like, at the Brea Improv and, like, you know, a couple other spots. And I was like, wow, this fool is fucking hilarious. Like, I had no idea that my coworker was so funny, you know? And, um, and it's crazy because we worked together like, I don't know, maybe like four or five, four, maybe like four years ago. And, um, we kept in contact like, you know, this whole time. So, uh, you know, when he asked me to be on the podcast, I was like, sure, dude, you know, we'll go ahead and catch up, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I feel for George, man. He's, he's a cool cat. And George Perez story Really good podcast. I definitely
0: agree. Yeah, yeah. It, no, it it it's been it's been one of my the brighter spots during all this because they have they haven't slowed down at all. If anything, they've uh, seemed to have pushed the pedal to the metal over there. But yeah, it, <laughs> but you did you t- yeah. you 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 seemed to take to it like a duck to water because I know he'd had because I know you were a waitress, which is obviously different than being a dancer. But he had like other like dancers and stuff on there before, and some of yeah. That well, is I was like, a
1: dancer too. Yeah, I was a dancer too. But when we worked together. Um, you know, it was mostly during, while I was like waitressing and stuff right. like that, but I've definitely like, I've danced for years, so yeah. that's, that's for sure. But not <laughs> while
0: you guys worked together.
1: Uh, I don't think so. Maybe if I did, I think maybe it was like for a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, cause I think I, I danced at that same club, but only for like towards the end. Um, because, uh, one of the assholes there fucking fired me as a waitress and then so I was like okay well then i guess i'm going to have to dance then yeah <laughs> and then uh so i think i danced for like a few months and then i bounced but um yeah i've danced at other clubs but um but yeah we've always kept in contact and uh yeah I, you know they they definitely party over there um i'm not too much into the whole party scene i mean yeah. i definitely drink i'm a bartender and that's That's more my line of expertise, but yeah, yeah, it's always a good time over there. You know, you got (laughs) to brace yourself when you walk into the GPS house for sure.
0: Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. But no, you were, of all the, uh, of all of his coworkers that he'd had on the show, you you did like, it kind of, it kind of caught me like how quickly you took to it. You know, you seem to have a knack for this kind of thing. And now's a good a time (laughs) as any too, to remind people um, that you have a podcast that's called the Stop Resisting Podcast and it's just on SoundCloud right now. Yeah
1: uh soundcloud and it's on apple apple podcast oh, okay too.
0: cool okay yeah yeah you should um the person who's helping you do that it's submitting your podcast to uh the google suite of podcast apps is it's just as easy as doing it for apple too is it
1: okay yeah, yeah. see i'm so new to this like i have no idea yeah. how to do any of this stuff yeah. So I'm just, like, learning, you know, was just something that, um, I mean, I had, like, a handful, well, a good significant amount of people telling me that I should do my own. And I was just like, eh, eh, you know what I mean, in the beginning. But then, like, once the pandemic happened and we're just kind of, like, sitting here bored, I was like, you know what, fuck it. Let's just go ahead and, you know, do something, do some sort of project. So um, So, yeah, so we went ahead and did that, me and a, a friend. But um, him and I are both kind of new to this, you know, I do think so, yeah, yeah. you know, we're just kind of we're just kind of going with the flow learning together. And it's been a pretty neat experience. Yeah, you know, I didn't think I was going to have um, so many people, you know, interested in what the fuck I have to say. But apparently people do. Um, it is. <laughs> so, it is surprising. Uh, it, cool.
0: Yeah, it was. it is surprising. Yeah, because once I got into like, like 60, 70, having done 60 or 70 episodes, I was surprised at how many people wanted to, you know, to hear me talk about farts and dolphins raping people. But it was a significant significant number of people. Yeah, if you go back and listen to any of these episodes of the podcast, I don't know when it started or exactly or how it came about, but this podcast has somehow become like the anti-dolphin podcast. Like we made some kind of brief joke about dolphins having sex with people like two years ago, and it's been like a constant thread through the whole thing. A lot of like oh anti dolphin propaganda. It was just a joke that wouldn't go away. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's
1: crazy! Because I don't
0: really actually hate dolphins, but you know it just was. It hey, was people funnier. are going to take it and spin
1: this shit the yeah. way they want. That if, if if there's anything that I've learned from you know doing podcasts and just social media in general is. You know, people are just gonna fucking people are just gonna take shit and spin it the way that they fucking want to, and I'm just like, you know what? It's interesting to me. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. it's positive or negative feedback, it's always interesting to me. You know, people are fucking cracking me up the way they're the way their minds think, and I'm just like, bro, like.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> definitely a,
1: serious. Yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> I'm definitely a take it how you want to kind of podcaster. I can't, you really, you'd run yourself ragged trying to make everybody happy. As long as you're as long as you're enjoying the experience of doing it, that's really all that matters.
1: Exactly.
0: I agree. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So I actually had to write this down because the other thing that happened, so I, you were involved in some of the demonstrations uh, in L.A. Um, initially, and I know you've been active still, which I want to commend you for, um, but you were present for an event that since I was like 10 years old, I'd always kind of like dreamed of, and you saw people light a cop car on fire. Like <laughs> how Like did it Whoa, feel? Oh,
1: that was the most insane same thing oh my god so that i have a feeling that that particular um protest that we went to that day that shit that fucking protest is gonna go down in history books dude because i mean uh, for the next few weeks i was just reading about it in the paper like you know fucking um all over social media like people were just talking about oh, you know, the protests on Fairfax, um, basically like Beverly Hills, yeah. West Hollywood area. Um, that's where we were. And it's just crazy because um, I, I didn't even know that I was going to go to that. It was kind of like a last minute thing. One of my friends, he had hit me up and um, he was like, hey, do you want to go uh, to L.A. tomorrow, like downtown L.A. or something like that? And I was like, uh, sure. And I'm thinking he wants to go to downtown L.A. for like, I don't know, go to like a museum or there's some bar. Maybe he knows that's open right, right now. Like yeah. I was like, okay, sure. And then he's like, all right, cool. I'll pick you up like around, uh, you know, two o'clock and, um, you know, the protest is supposed to be right here, here. And I'm like, oh wait, protest. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, you want to go to a protest? And I'm like, oh, all right. Like, cool. So, I mean, I'm down for that too. So, um, so he picks me up and instead of going to downtown LA, we're, we're looking at the, um, snapchat map and this is what i tell everybody because everyone keeps asking me like oh where is it popping and i'm like if you open snapchat and you like click on the hashtags or where the map is really hot yeah um that's where the protests are Hmm. so instead of going to downtown la we're like oh my god look at beverly hills that shit is fucking insane so we decide to go to beverly hills instead and we park our car you know kind of like I said before, according to the Snapchat map, right? So it's it's like it's like really really red. So we're like, okay, we're gonna park our car like a couple blocks away from that. So then we do that, and um, on the way there, I had made my my infamous sign. Yeah, we'll get that into that, got that also. So much fucking attention. <laughs> yeah. And um, so yeah, so we start walking towards that area. And we see, you know, a couple of protesters, like, you know, walking by us, walking towards, you know, the same direction as us. So people are just kind of scrambling. And it was, like, chill at first until we walked up to the end of the block and we just seen, like, a metro bus. So a city bus that was um, just down, empty, and it was just, like, tore up, like, tagged on. There were people standing on top of it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I, that's just the bus. Like, I was just like, I thought that that was pretty crazy because I've never seen that before. Yeah. And so we're just like, you know, taking pictures of that, like, Whoa, we've never seen that. And then we passed by that because we're fall- Now we are reaching up to the crowd of protesters. So people are marching. So we join them and we start heading, you know, uphill and, You know, I was just like, wow, there's a cop car right here that is just, you know, people are just bashing it with like bats and like bottles and, you know, spray painting it. And I was just like, wow. So, yeah, this was on Fairfax. And I was just like, whoa, they are really fucking up that cop car. Yeah. And we were right next to it. So then I'm taking a picture. My friend's taking a picture of me in front of it. And all of a sudden, you just see smoke coming from behind you. So if you see the picture, you can see a little bit of smoke coming out of the car. Yeah. And so after he took the picture, I kind of just like started walking away a little bit. And the car is smoking, smoking. And people are like, oh, my God, the car is smoking. And then all of a sudden, you just see like flames start coming out of the car. And people are like, oh, my God, like the car is on fire. So then people start screaming you know, scattering because they're just like they didn't know if it was gonna blow yeah, or like up. Yeah, what it blows up or it's full of and ammunition. Like, yeah. And so, um, I have there's like a video on my Instagram. It's like uh, one of those what is it called? I G T V Yeah, yeah, like the longer like Instagram video. Yeah. So if, so so if you wanna see it, there that's on my profile and like it's just like of the car going up in flames and like I'm catching wind of it. I'm coughing because I'm so close and it's just like smoking so bad. And then somebody in the crowd pointed out like it's parked at a gas station. Like it's right on the sidewalk of a gas station. So then that's when I was like, oh, we need to get the fuck away from here. Like now. So I start running. Everybody starts running. Like it was just oh so crazy Jesus. like you know and then i seen like a bunch of celebrities like posting that same exact cop car right there where i was at and yeah i was just like okay so everybody seen everybody seen this like everybody yeah. knows what happened there yeah that, you know, there was a lot of protests going on but that one was for sure like all over the place. That's something that I will never forget ever. Yeah. No,
0: that particular demonstration you were at, I noticed like a lot of the buildings and that area was in tons of other, especially like celebrities who were sort of like grandstand protesting were kind of in that same area. So it must've just been a gang of people down there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely, it was a lot of people, um, you know, marching, setting shit on fire, throwing fireworks. Um, the police were really aggressive, too, um, because there was a point in time where we were just sitting on the ground, and the police just started shooting gas at us, you know, shooting gas at us on the floor, attacking us and shit, Um, so, yeah, it was just, it was, man, it was so crazy, so crazy.
0: I doubt that's over, too, you know, but.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's not not all over, there's still a lot of uh, protests going on right now that, you Know they're not making headlines, but there's definitely a lot of protests going out here in LA like almost every day, yeah, um, every week. And uh, California, you know, I was man. at a march myself, yeah, I was at a march yeah. myself yesterday with like a bunch of local skateboarders, and you know, that was pretty fun. You know, we did that around here in our neighborhood, yeah. so um, but it's been it's definitely um, you know, rose awareness, they have cut the uh. Funding for the police in Los Angeles, um, so it's it's definitely making some some moves, you know, slowly but surely, which I'm I'm pretty happy about. So. Yeah,
0: that's well, that's the name of that game. The fight for equality is not necessarily a game you win every time, but you just do a little better every time it happens. Um,
1: I yeah. mean, you can't really sit back, you know, anything? Yeah. and especially like uh, you know that that poor girl uh, Vanessa Guillen, that soldier. Yeah. You know, how could they just let something like that just, you know, because they they weren't going to do any really investigation or anything like that. until you know, luckily her parents were like, you know, we're not just going to sit back and just, you know, you tell us, oh, she's gone or she's gone AWOL. You know, if it wasn't for people making a big old fuss about it, you know, you know, bringing it to attention, bringing it to light, then, you know, it would have. Went under the rug like lots oh, of yeah. other soldiers have oh, yeah. went. And, well, yeah, I mean, I
0: yeah, I spent ten years. You know. I spent ten years in the Air Force, and I'm here to tell you, like the uh, the American military is not like a well oiled machine. It's just a giant thing that gobbles up money. Like if there's a problem, they just throw infinite amounts of money at it, as opposed to like actually taking any measures to like prevent something like that from happening. Take adequately responsibility, responsibility <laughs> adequately investigating responsibility for it. Yeah. It's it's insane.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I did the the uh yeah, cuz my sister lived in Oakland for like probably I think like 10-15 years. And uh, she lives in Sacramento now, but she would like when she lived in Oakland, it just seemed to me like Californians just have their riot gear sitting by the door. Like, you know, where you, you, would, you know, like where you'd keep your umbrella. Oh, yeah, like, Oakland for sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, Oakland is ready. They're, they're ready for war over there. For yeah. Sure. They're
0: just like, Oh, what happened today? All right. And like, there's a little bucket instead of an umbrella. There's like a crowbar and a face mask. And a Molotov uh-huh. cocktail waiting on him to go out the door. Well, yeah, you cause... see
1: their mascot, right? The Raiders mascot, like yeah. that fool's ready for anything. You <laughs> yeah. know, and that's, that's exactly how they are up it there. Is. Yeah. Exactly
0: what it is. Yeah. Cause I would tell you, yeah. they would ride in her neighborhood sometimes. Like if it just was like a little too warm outside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it could get, it could get rowdy up there. That's, that's a different part. I mean, luckily over here, um, you know, it's, it's it's a little more chill i would say i mean obviously la is really really big and we have you know a bunch of different neighborhoods and cities within the county but um you know i i feel like this time like what's going on right now has brought a lot of the city together more than you know dividing Dividing each other yeah. yeah because there's a lot of you know um you know a lot of like minorities over here and stuff like that and You know, people just, I feel like it's been bringing people together, which is, which is good. You know, I mean, it's, it's fucked up that it's had to come to shit like this, Yeah. you know, but you can at least um, make something, you can make
0: something of it. Yeah,
1: I have have high, I have high hopes, you know, I have high hopes.
0: Well, I think, too, despite what the media may, you know, the way the media presents it on either side of the political spectrum, the vast majority of people are in favor of people being treated like people. You know what I mean? Like it is not right. It's not a novel concept. It's an issue. It's a systemic problem and it's a problem of money and politics and the and, you know, 400 years of deeply entrenched racism that led to the construction of these systems in the first place. I think I i certainly hope. That most people understand that. You know what I mean? Right. Although I have been yeah, blown I mean, away by the number hope. of people who <laughs> I have been blown away though by the number of people I know who like I otherwise respect who are like, well, this seems really bad. And I'm like, where have you been?
1: Right. Exactly. It's just like it's it's low key, and nothing new because it's just shit is just coming to light. Right. You know, I was telling a friend of mine the other day. He was just like, he's like very religious and he's just like, you know, the world is coming to an end and people need to repent and look at all the shit that's going on right now. And I was just like, you know what? That's not even it, dude. I'm like, you know what? It's just a lot of shit is just coming to light with like the, you know, evolution of technology and social media. It's all you gotta do is fucking bring your fucking camera out and upload it, you know? And it's the shit that fucking happens every day. It's been happening, it's going to happen. But hopefully, um, by putting these fucking individuals on blast and you know exposing what the military is doing and what the government is doing, you know the power of you know technology and social media is opening people's eyes. Finally, to shit that has been going on for hundreds of years. Yeah, it's already. not new. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, even in the Definitely scope not of, new. Even in the scope of humanity, not to disagree with someone who's telling me that this is the end of the world. Actually, what's happening right now in the world is kind of more normal than what we were doing in January, if you think about it. Like the long history of humanity has not been one where like everything was kind of fine. You know. Yeah. It's right. Uh,
1: War disease, famine, honest, I'm tired poverty. Of people that's... acting like, "Oh, everything is okay," you know. Because I do have some of those friends too that are just like, "Oh, you know, um, no, you know that it's that's it, it's it's just people are just making a big deal of this and this and that." And I'm just like, "Are you serious?" Like yep. there's just such denial of like you know, like you said, the systemic racism and you know, and just individual racism. Like I literally do know a handful of people who just think that it's just non-existent and I'm just like I'm just like what fucking fairy tale world are you living in or what fairy dust are you smoking yeah um because uh that's that's pretty that's pretty out there to say that you know this shit doesn't exist
0: yeah like well there's some people that come back
1: down to earth
0: yeah there's (laughs) there's some people that feel like because there was progress we should all just be like well there was some progress a while ago that'll do
1: right yeah, no, yeah, but i mean the, the 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 civil rights act was like what in the late 60s you yeah. know mm-hmm. and it's like that that wasn't that long ago and just because they passed one little act doesn't mean the next day everybody is like okay we're not racist anymore like no <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's not exactly. not everybody was for that for that act and yeah. you know what i mean and there's still people who obviously aren't like they're not for equal rights and none of that shit you well, know what I mean? even, you you see it yeah. you see these fucking racist as people getting exposed and some of them just have no shame you know what i mean They they don't even try to hide it and then you got some people where like you know they're they're so blunt about it but then once they get targeted and people find out what they do for a living where they work where they live for
0: what they say
1: right and then and then they want to try to do a fucking 180 and be like i apologize i was ignorant i'm sorry and i'm always thinking to myself like are you just saying that because people got a fucking, like, target on your back? Yes. Or are you saying that because, like, you realize what you did was wrong? I always, that's always passing through my head with, like, all these people who are coming out and apologizing. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. And then the whole thing with, like, Drew Brees, how he's getting all this backlash because, you know, he was kneeling during, you know, the, the national anthem, and then he came back and said, people should not disrespect the flag and should not kneel or whatever the fuck he is. He said, and then he turned around again and said, I was ignorant. I need to be educated. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, like these people are just like, I mean, I'm not saying that people aren't allowed to make mistakes, but I feel that like when you reach a certain age and you've been, you know what I mean? On earth for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what does it really take for you to realize that what some people are doing is wrong or what you're saying is wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, no. And I'm all for people having their own opinions and whatnot. But, um, I mean, when it comes to shit like that, like, you know, racism is just wrong, period. There's no... Opinion about that shit Well yeah you know? and if
0: your opinion If your opinion is racist then my opinion is You're dumb as fuck so you can take You know what I mean like we can just have competing opinions You know period but, Yeah.
1: Period.
0: But uh yeah so I was going to get into the sign thing With you actually but what I want to do is Direct because I know you've told that story on your podcast Probably more than once at this point point. And I'm so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tease The listeners I'm going to use that picture In the thumbnail for the Podcast episode when I put it out and um when people see it i would enc- I encourage them to go listen to your podcast to hear the full story because it's a doozy yeah
1: sure yeah and uh
0: sure, yeah, yeah no sounds good yeah and i also help definitely want to help drive some traffic that way and uh look at that we did 40 minutes already Wow! Yeah, oh wow, yeah, that
1: went by pretty
0: quick. <laughs> yeah, you got a knack for this, and you also open invitation. If you ever get bored, um, actually, and this number you called is usually set to do not disturb. So if you ever get bored or drunk or think of a joke, you can always call and leave a message, and other listeners can too <laughs> at eight four seven six six five nine two three eight, and I play them on the show. But yeah, if you if you get bored or you know something else comes up and you want to get it off uh, your don't chest, don't
1: tell me that because I, I get mouthy when I'm wasted. <laughs> so, I, was I don't know. know. Leave a message. Don't, don't tell me that. Don't give me that number. Because I, yeah. you might wake up one day and be like, you know,
0: here's some some wild shit. That's fine. Like, uh. <laughs> I want it. I, I I want the wild shit on the voicemail, and I'll even I'll check with right. you too, though, before I play them on the podcast, just in case right, you yeah. feel well, like you maybe stepped you over a line. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I do. That's all I got to
1: say. <laughs> I do really
0: appreciate it. You want to uh, plug your socials? Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: you know, um, I'm on Instagram at j dot underscore diane. Um, and then my Twitter, Puccolona, P um, U C C I O L O N A, and yeah, stop resisting podcast. Like I said, right now it's on uh, SoundCloud and it's on Apple Podcasts. Um, pretty soon we'll probably be dropping it to um, other platforms as well. But um, for right now, you know that's where we're that's where we're hanging out at. So um, if you ever want to tune in, reach out. Feel free and uh, thanks so much for having me on I appreciate it that we finally, finally. got together <laughs> got to top it up finally you know? got it done so,
0: uh, yeah but yeah, yeah so standing invitation yeah if you ever want to come back again but yeah thank you again uh, I'm gonna let you go and I'm gonna wrap this up but yeah thank you very much
1: bye welcome one gram one gram welcome to the one gram army podcast welcome one gram. on one welcome. One one grain
0: one 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 gram
1: army podcast.